if you have missed the first three days of this meeting, it's too loud. I'm here in ambience. Somebody go there and help me. If you have missed the three days of this meeting, make sure you go back to them. Because God was, He laid the foundation on the first day and He continued to build on it. And so things I'll be talking today will be, will be uh, reflective to what I've been teaching you. I see that this time, the area that I've been going into by the Holy Spirit is not what I have taught you for 27 years. I have spoken about um, who the Holy Spirit is. I have spoken about baptism of the Holy Spirit. The difference between baptism of the Holy Spirit and uh, receiving the Holy Spirit. That is being filled and receiving the Holy Spirit. And um, within this period, the Holy Spirit told me that He wanted me to teach people about Him in the area of the operations of the Holy Spirit and the manifestations of the Holy Spirit. So, for the whole of this week, we have been looking at the operations, the works of the Holy Spirit, beginning from the promised Holy Spirit. And we have been looking at um, the fact that the, Holy Spirit, the conditions to receive the Holy Spirit, we have looked at the reasons why many Christians could not manifest the Holy Spirit. Because we all recognize from the scriptures that when you get born again, it is Holy Spirit that brings you to salvation. We recognize from the scriptures that no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So, which means that for a person to accept Jesus Christ as Lord, the Holy Spirit is the one who enters into him to make him do that. We have also discovered and seen together that because the Holy Spirit is holy, Jesus promised that he will be with you and he live in you in John 14. And we recognize that because he is holy, the condition for it is that we should be holy too. Romans chapter 12 presents your body a living sacrifice. And we found out also from that scriptures that this is the reason why the devil fight with the, with the believers a lot when it comes to your body. The war against you is against your mind. Because you have God inside you. And the devil doesn't want you to recognize that the God is inside you. And the devil doesn't also want you and I to operate the God in us. Because the vessel that will operate God must be holy because God is holy. And yesterday I took you through various scriptures that the Holy Spirit is the source of your joy. So we found out that, you know, if God will send you joy at all, it's through the Holy Spirit. We found out that the, power, the Holy Spirit is the power of God. When you say the power of God, you're talking about the Holy Spirit. We found out the Holy Spirit is the prophetic Spirit of God. Wherever there is prophecy, it is the Holy Spirit you are talking about. We found out that the Holy Spirit is the one that circumcised our hearts. And we found out also that the Holy Spirit is the one... Who empowers our mind? Who empowers our soul? We found out several things about the Holy Spirit, which um, yesterday, you know, I took you through some drills. 
And I think I should do that too now. Someone tell me something that you learned that the Holy Spirit is. Just tell me one, and then one, and then one. Let me just stand up and say it. Yes. Come on now, let's speak quick, 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 quick. Because we want to go into deep things today. Deeper things, yes? Just stand up and say it. It gives you joy. It's the revelator. It guides you. Peace gives you hope. Helps you to pray. He knows our thoughts and he guides our thoughts. Yes? He knows the thoughts of God and reveals the thoughts of God to us. And that's what scripture? For? No, he knows the thoughts of God. He who knows it. I'm coming, darling. He who knows the mind of God. Are you, you want me to teach you again what I taught you yesterday? Where scripture tells you you have the mind of Christ? To what? Verse 16. So from where did he begin to tell you? Don't put it on the board. From where did that first Corinthians begin to tell you about what eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard? 2 verse 9. These scriptures, you mustn't forget them. Because it's a good thing to know what the Bible says, that is the word. But it's a better thing to be able to quote where you got, you got it from. And to quote the scripture where you got it from means anytime you are taught, you go home, don't sleep until you are read through what you are taught. Don't think that you have walked yourself through the night and you are tired, you will not be able to wake up in the morning. The reason why you woke up tired is because you didn't consider God before you slept. I told you that yesterday too. I had things to write and I had to do all this um, studying and the Holy Spirit took the whole of my time and I had just 30 minutes to write and submit. What, I, what would normally cost me about two to four hours, I wrote them in 30 minutes. Really today happened again today. I was just, um, you know, mopping up my, my write-up to send. And um, the Holy Spirit told me to switch on the television. And when I switched on the television, it was David Davis addressing the Business Congress in America. And when David Davis began to address the Business Congress in America, there are some things he mentioned during that discussion which he didn't mention in England those are the things that he had done but he didn't mention them in England and the moment he mentioned them I wrote them down and I went to the reference of it in the government uh, uh, publications and every information I need was there do you understand me you know when Holy Spirit gives you excellent spirits it's not because you have worked tirelessly. No, it's because you have worked with Him. You will save yourself of burning yourself out if you spend enough time seeking Him. And then He will give you information that people can take days and years. There is a, there is a, there is, um, a paper I needed, and that paper, you know, is in the European Union um, headquarters. And I do not know the European Union headquarters has it. It was the Holy Spirit who told me to Google, to go to the uh, website of the European Union. And he told me, search this title. And I searched the title, and the paper was there free of charge. 
The booklet was there free of charge. Anybody doesn't understand about European Union, you don't understand about um, the single market. If you, let, let me say European, European Union, how it works. All the textbooks, those of you who are, you, you know, you, you law students, you can collect this from me. It treats it more than any textbook would treat it. And it's free. I am telling you, they came to Jesus Christ and said, you are owing us. Jesus knows in his heart that it's impossible for a child of God to owe. Okay? Not because you can't owe, but you will pay. At this time, there is no money in the coffers. Alright? If there is no money in the coffers, how do you make it happen? There is a Holy Spirit somewhere. And then he turned to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit told him that, Tell Peter to go and catch a fish. And that fish, let him bring the fish and don't kill it. Because Peter is a man who eats fishes. The fisherman. He said, let him open the mouth, and the money you require is in the mouth of the fish. And he said, Peter, go to the sea, river, and catch this fish. We are going to be on that river next week. Those of us going are exactly the very river where Jesus Christ told Peter, I will tell you when we get there. And he caught the fish. He looked at the mouth of the fish. There was money there. And he said, where is the tax man? Because the tax man was waiting that I will see you put to shame today. The Holy Spirit is the only one God has given to believers that when you get to the, to the crossroad or dead end, that's when you see how, how, what you have inside you. And sometimes it will leave you to get to that dead end and all pressure gone before you turn to him. I will get there now. It was the Holy Spirit who, a woman, I told you, who in, in 2 Kings chapter 4, a woman whose husband died, a man of God died in death and left there for his family. When the Bible says that a righteous man will leave inheritance for his children's children. But this righteous man died, he didn't fulfill it. Why? Because he had a friend who he knows is a friend, but he does not recognize the unction on him. That's how many of us believers, we know that we have Holy Spirit, but we don't recognize him. And if we don't recognize him like that man, we can die in death, we can die in misery, we can die in confusion, we can die in anything. But the woman who is the wife of the man came to her senses that, what am, I, what am I worrying myself for? Now they have come to take the children away. It took the last, you know, it, 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 Holy Spirit became the last resort. It took the extreme adversity to make the woman recognize God. You shouldn't be that. You should recognize him every minute, every hour. If I ask you, how many, how many times did you pray today? Some of you will be looking at me. A Christian should not be a person who prays in the morning and prays in the night. That's not a Christian. That is what a Muslim would do or any other person would do. Really, a good Muslim would pray five times a day. If you don't do better, then who are you serving? Who are you serving? When Jesus Christ says that, let your religion be more, more than that of Pharisees. And Pharisees would pray five times a day. And Jesus says, be more than Pharisees. So when you give me a word, give me the scripture. Yes, sister, there, I want to hear what you want to say, darling. There is a sister who got up there. Please tell me what you learned from the Holy Spirit. He testified, that's what I wanted us to end it with. He testified to our spirit that what? Somebody tell me which scripture it is. Romans what? Huh? Eight? Yes, you are doing well. Verse 1 of 8, for therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. 
2. For in Christ Jesus, the Lord, Spirit of life, has set us free from the law of sin and death. What the Lord was powerless to do in that was weakened by the flesh, Christ did by the cross. I told you that the scripture says in that Romans 8 that Holy Spirit testifies to our spirits. And I told you that some people have missed that to say that a conviction that I'm born again. No, that's not what the Holy Spirit is saying. That's what the Bible is saying. You can be convinced you are born again and yet you are not saved. Because 1 John chapter 1 from verse 1 to verse 6 tells you how you know those who are born again. Let's look at it again. Yes, 1 John 2, 1 to 6. It says, my dear children, I write this to you so that you, may not, you will not sin. That is to stay away from sin. But if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father on our defense. Jesus Christ the righteous. So, the God of God is given to us to protect us from sinning. To guide us so that we will not want to sin. But if we make a mistake, that's what he's saying here. Because sometimes we are feeble. Sometimes we are deceived. And it says that we have an advocate. Look at the next verse. It says, verse 2. I'm talking about a born again. Who is a born again? It says, my, he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. That is Jesus. And not for our sins. Not for ours, but also the, world, the, the sins of the whole world. Now, look at this. Shall we do it together, please? So, who is a child of God? He is not the person who is convinced that he is born again. He is the one who obeys God. As I will know those who know him. In church. One may be a leader in the church, but he doesn't know him. One may be a bishop. Somebody called me now when I was driving down here and said to me, the apostle, have you heard about this apostle, such and such? I said, he's a false prophet. I said, son... Let me give you his load down. And I'm going to tell him about that man. He said, I wanted to confirm from you. Because he has entered into this city, our own, their own city, and he has won the hearts of several people. And thousands of Christians are following him. I say, yes. The Bible says that the manifestation of the Lordless man will come after many counterfeit miracles. I say, many will follow. <laughs> How will you get there now? So, I'm saying this to you, you need to understand. It is not by their confession we know them, it's by their fruits. We know those who are born again, by fruits. Not by just coming to church. Church is for people who are born again, and people who will eventually get born again, and people who will not be born again. They will not want to be born again. I've had people come to my service who came to test the power of God, severally, severally, that's why you must understand and know the Holy Spirit. If you have received Him, you have an obligation to obey Him. Hallelujah. There's great joy in obeying Him. Let me tell you one of the powers of the Holy Spirit. Because today I want to talk about, I want to open you to the realm of the power today and tomorrow. I went to do crusade in, um, in uh, the Republic. And in that crusade, I had to... When I arrived the day before the crusade, which will happen in the month of November, we are going back to the Benin. Some of you are going with me. And I was taken to the Benin Republic, a land of voodoo, where you hear prophets of Satan beating drums from 12 midnight to 6 a.m. Boom, boom. The guy will not sleep. All right? 
and he will not be tired. And you'll be hearing boom, boom, boom like that till morning. Okay? Because they are possessed of demons. So just like the demon when... <laughs> when we talk about demons, you, 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 I will talk about that. When demon enters into a man, the man becomes another thing. And he will have strength of devils. He can break iron. He can break his head on the wall and the wall will break up. So, it was doing bum, bum, bum. But in the morning, the day before I was, when I arrived, I was taking the city radio to tell voodoo people what I've come to do. And I said to voodoo people, all of you are my family. Because my father was a voodoo priest. And I told all of them that I have come from England for one thing only. If voodoo is God, we should serve him in Bene. But if Jesus is God, we should serve him in Bene. Listen to me attentively. I'm talking about if you're a child of God, you are expected to produce fruit. Okay? And the benefit of it is what I'm telling you. When you, when you run after righteousness, your story will change. So I invited them to come to my meeting with all the powers they have. And I said something very interesting. I said that anybody who is sure of satanic power, I want you to come and use it to kill somebody in my crusade. I know they do that normally. They send their voodoo to people and people die. I will tell you two testimonies. One in Togo. And so, don't think it's the madman of Kologu. I'm not talking about that. And so, the next day, my crusade was attended by priestess of shrine. How do you know them? They walk with their breasts out and they have tattooed the whole of their body. Inseminated the whole of their face. You won't find a spot everywhere is inseminated. The whole of their neck, the whole of their breast is inseminated. They are priestess of Lucifer, of Baal, full of demons to the brim. When they walk, they are releasing havocs, afflictions, they have been sold to Lucifer and they have decided to do evil to death. Young girls, virgins. And I saw them in my meeting. So I understood where they came from. And I saw their men. So the first day, and I preached salvation. And the second day, the place was exploded by them because I challenged all their powers. But this is the Holy Spirit for you. I was sitting down right in the front like this on this row. Mommy was sitting beside me, my pastor and the rest of them. And the Holy Spirit told me that they were praising God. Okay? And the Holy Spirit said to me that I should look. And when the Holy Spirit said look, at the back of my head, I had a set of eyes by the Holy Spirit. Though I was not turning back, and the back of my head opened, and I saw everybody behind me. Okay? But that sight is such sight that it went right through to the back of the hall, almost this length. And it went to the second to the last row. And a man was sitting on the third seat. And that eyes went to the third seat to the man. And that ice went right through the man's body to his pocket. And he had his hand in his pocket like that. 
in a feast. In this feast were two rings, and that our eyes saw the rings as if you are looking through a polythene bag. And I was looking at these rings. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit for you. Jesus says it will be in you, and it will be with you. And I'm talking about the things that God expects of us to be able to ascend into those heights. That is clean hands. Somebody must recognize that take Jesus out of your life. The rest is stupid and useless. So we have an obligation only unto one. To live to the satisfaction of God. Not to our satisfaction or to impress other people. It doesn't matter what people think about us. I don't live to impress anybody. Listen to me. And I asked the Holy Spirit, what is this? He said, that man was sent to kill you today. So, and you know, when Holy Spirit reveals to man, he reveals to you as a corporate or a cooperator so that you collaborate, or collaborator you call it. So that he tells you and he expects you to do what man would do. God will not do what man will do. So when he revealed this to me, and he said, this guy has got to kill me. And I know that Jesus died for the sins of the church and the sins of the world too. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. I know that that man, God wants to save him. So, I told pastor, invite me to the podium. At that time, the power of God saturated me, the Holy Spirit power. When he reveals that to me, he just charged me to the fullest brim, you know. So therefore... The pastor went up and brought the worship to an end and he told me to come up. So when I came up, I said, look, here there is a man here who was sent to kill me. The whole hall was full. All the windows people were standing outside. The field was filled up and they put microphones out of my place. I said the man should come out. And nobody came out. Everybody was sitting down now. (laughs) Nobody came out. I'm talking about Holy Spirit. The manifestation of the Holy Spirit. He will reveal to you all truth. He will reveal to you, take from me, and he will make it known to you. All that the Father has is mine, says Jesus. And so therefore, I said the man is on this side. And the people in the front look back. They look back. They look back. They look back. And they look back. And when they got to his room, he to look back. <laughs> Hallelujah. He to look back. So I said, that is the man over there. Now I'm standing here and I'm pointing like this. Nobody knows who I'm pointing to. But I know he knows. And the power of God pulled him up. The man just stood up. Everybody scattered around him. And the angels of God pushed him. Pushed him. That is the collaboration between angels and the spirit. The Spirit gives power. Man operates signs and wonders. The Spirit gives power. Angels work in miraculous powers. But all the powers used by angels come from the Holy Spirit. All the powers used by saints come from the Holy Spirit. When He breathes the power towards your direction, you manifest it. And in His power that He gives to you, maybe He sends you a power and authority to cast out a demon. And you say to the demon, out in the name of Jesus... That word becomes an instruction for the angels and it empowers the angel to pick that spirit and throw him out of the body. 
The Holy Spirit of God is the power of God in manifestation. The angels brought the man by force to the front. And I said, remove your hand from your pocket. He could not. So I pulled his hand out. I commanded that the angels to release him rather. And they released him. I said, bring out your hand. And he asked him, I pulled it out and took the rings from him. I brought those two rings to London and showed it to the church, isn't it? We had a photograph of it. And I led the man to Christ. Rebuilt the spirit inside him and cast it out. He came to kill because he believed that that was the right thing to do. Are you with me now? So the man who demons or witches tend to kill you is created by God, not by demons. But the enemy perverted him and he's doing what he sincerely believed the right thing to do. So therefore, what should a believer do? Separate the man from the spirit. Bring the man as a disciple unto God. Because Jesus died for the man. Send that spirit back to the gallows. Hell, where he belongs to. In no way will God be happy for you to throw away the baby and the bathwater. God died for man, not for demons. Even if a man says that, you know, I can destroy you, do you know I can, and he boasts of all the demonic power, he's not the one speaking. You must be able to separate the human that God created from the spirit of hell who are the enemies of God's work. And this is the, way, this is the place where many believers who are into deliverance make mistakes because they, they don't see. I've never seen a deliverance minister who sees. I've not seen one in my life. When I meet them, they only operate in faith and conviction. If I ask them, how does the demon look like? Nobody saw it then. And a person who has strength without knowledge is like a wealth without knowledge is like a brood that perishes. I told you yesterday, ended up our discussion by helping you to understand that the Holy Spirit teaches us to pray, isn't it? Like our sister was saying. So he testified to our spirit, first of all, that we are sons of God. So the testimony of the Holy Spirit is that he tells you that you cannot sin because you are a child of God. That is testimony of the Holy Spirit. When people are doing things and you want to do it, the Holy Spirit will testify to you that, Lo, you cannot do that because you belong to Christ. That is the testimony of the Spirit. The testimony of the Spirit is to guide you into all truth. It is to guide you into righteousness. I've told you, you must separate yourself from people who can cause you to sin all the time against God. Don't be their friend. They are, they are useless friends. You don't need people like that around you. If they are the one feeding you, let them keep their money. You better go to, to heaven empty-bellied than to go to hell flourishing. Am I telling, talking to you now? Because those are the influences that hinder the power inside you from manifesting. And Satan loves it. If he can keep you cool, that he can only make you shout a lot and there is no power in it. The devil loves that. So if there is a testimony of the Holy Spirit, it's to testify to us about righteousness. It's to testify to us about judgment. It is to testify to us about holiness. It's to convict you from sin so that you will not fall into a trap. It's to let you know that this person coming around you, this is the person he is, and this is what he's coming to do. God doesn't want you to be with the person. And the person knocks your door. You tell him, go back to your house. God just spoke to me now that you are, you are taking me to where it's not right. I told you when you tell a person who leads you to sin to get away, tell him that my association with you, 
You have been the Satan in my life. When Satan spoke to Peter, Jesus did not size him up. He said, you devil, get right behind me. Can you imagine Jesus calling Peter devil? You think it was a delicious thing? That's the way we must behave. Peter had to check himself when Jesus said that he's the devil. Certainly he must have gone to him and said, Master, I am Peter. He said, yes. But he told him, Jesus said to him that, Peter, you know something? Twice, Satan wanted to destroy you. I just prayed for you. And the other time, <laughs> he entered into you. I cast him out of you. I will together now. So we must understand the Holy Spirit testified to your spirit concerning the things of the Holy Spirit. You cannot do this because it's, it's not right. You can do this because it's right. You cannot say yes to that person because it's not right. You can follow this person because it's right. Even if it's the person that they have labeled black sheep, that you thought you shouldn't follow. And when it comes to you and tells you that, where did you get your information from? That's the child of God. Follow him. That is the Holy Spirit. He guides you into all truth. He guides you into all truth. He guides you into all truth. That's the testimony of the Holy Spirit. I would gather now. So that scripture finishes that. Let me really finish. Four. It's 18 four. We know now that the man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands, is a liar. And the truth is not in him. Did you see this now? The next verse says, But if any man obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him, by obeying him. Not obeying man. Not obeying influences. But obeying him. And then he says, Whoever claims to live in him must walk like that man of Galilee. If you claim to live in him, you must walk like that man of Galilee. Hello? Your life must be Jesus' life. They must know you as the Jesus woman and the Jesus man. It's a good name. It's better than knowing you as the gossip coming and say, you better turn, no, turn your red light on. Your friend is coming again. That will not be your portion. If you have anyone who does that, the scripture tells you clearly that he has not known Jesus. We may be in church together, but he doesn't know Jesus. But you know, you let them until they know him. When they know him, they will change. I would gather now. We don't drive them away from, from church, but we don't associate with them. Because I told the Holy Ghost know how to isolate people like that. Because he will disgrace them by exposing all their lies. That's why you must not, 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 you must not allow the devil to deceive you. Prayer. The Holy Spirit help us in our infirmity. As we do not know how to pray as we ought to. Yes? So, there are three things I told you about. Um, that is the book of Romans, chapter 8, 26 to 27. In the same way the Spirit helps us in our family, in our weaknesses, we do not know how to pray as we ought to pray, but the Spirit Himself intercedes for us. With groans that words cannot express. And he who searches our heart knows the mind of the Spirit 
Because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance to God's will. Let me just spend five, ten minutes on this again. Some people believe that when they are praying in tongues, that is the scripture. No? Look at it again. When you pray in tongues, your spirit prays. Okay? In the same way, the spirit, capital letter, helps us in our weaknesses or infirmity. We do not know what we ought to pray for. Or we do not know how to pray as we ought. Yeah? But the Spirit Himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. Yes? So you can't express it in tongues. Because tongues are words. First Corinthians 13. Your tongue is speaking words. Word is an audible expression out of the lips of man. That is word. In any language, is word. And the Bible says the Holy Spirit here intercedes for us, but in size. You know, it's not in word that can be audible. It says here, intercedes for us with groans. I, was, I met some people who told me, they came to my church in England, and they would say, mm. 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 Ah. After some time, I called brother, what's my with you? Are you possessed with devils? He says, no, I'm groaning. <laughs> yes, in their church, their pastor taught them to do that, that they are groaning because the Holy Spirit groaned in the spirit. You know, what happens to many believers is that we don't read the Bible. That's the reason why many false prophets could deceive us. And the first prophet, the way they operate is this. They want to give you something physical to make you feel you are doing something. Whereas for the spiritual, you don't need all those physical stuff. You only need faith in the mystery and obedience in the world. Alright? And because human beings love to work before the end. And they were doing, it, it was really, I don't know what damage you will have done to his intestine. Doctors will tell you about that. Somebody going, mm, all the time. All the, maybe he's doing, uh, but, Elder Balofin maybe will tell us that uh, that is straining the walls of the stomach. Anyway, if he, if he doesn't gain anything, the wall of his stomach will at least be strong. And I just told him to shut up because he will start coughing. And that also they believe that demons are coming out when you're coughing. It's all trash. If only your cough is what will bring demons out, the demons is stupid. Oh yes, if he knows that they will cough him out, he will not even come there. Hallelujah, somebody. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I want to say, I don't know where the church got all this, but I do, because Satan gave it to them. And they deceived them to just have a form of godliness and then a pardon. That's what it says, we, the Holy Spirit groan, not we, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groans that words cannot express. So, which means that the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit is praying, is helping you in praying. You cannot hear what he's saying. Okay? But he is communicating with the Father. And penetrating your spirit. So that he can guide your spirits and put words into your spirits. Your ability to produce those words in your mind, in your mouth, will be determined by how much you have acclimatized your human mind to the mind of Christ. You remember I told you yesterday. 
You have the mind of Christ, which is the mind of the Holy Spirit, but you have human mind as well. Now, when you see operations in God, it is the amount of the education you are giving your human mind in, in, in line with the spiritual mind that determines the height you operate. That's why some of us can have faith for some things. Some of us struggle with it. So you have to rely on the faith of somebody else for those things to happen. You gave it up. Because the one who can operate in that faith has educated his human mind by the word of God to reach the level in the mind of Christ, which you haven't reached. And so he can, by that ability, he can see the future. He can, you know, believe God. He can speak what will happen and it will happen to your life. Okay? So you are still developing yourself and you need a man who has the faith already to operate. But you are supposed to reach that height. Every Christian is supposed to educate their mind. I don't want to be a pastor of people who I will be the one praying for you. You should pray for me too. If I cast that demon, you cast demons out too. And that's what I do to you when I take you out for missions. I call those who are badly possessed and I say you go and deal with it. So that you can know that I can do, you can do what I'm doing too. There is no such a thing. If it's anointing, I have the anointing. I'm your father. You carry the anointing. Because Jesus says, flesh give back to flesh. Spirit give back to spirit. If you go with me, the God, which is the Holy Spirit who walked through me, who walked through anybody who goes in my name too. But I haven't taught you this. Your ability to really believe it has to do with how much you have developed your mind by the word of God. And some of you have gone out with me, a member of this church, lay hands on the blind, and the blind pop up, a hunchback, pop, the hunch vanished. And they were, <laughs> the person who was here was saying that, she healed me, she healed me. And the, the woman was crying, that I didn't heal you. I didn't hear you. The person who prayed and God healed the blind. And the blind man said, Ah, who healed you? This woman, this woman. He said, No, I didn't hear you. I didn't hear you. I didn't know how you got here. I just prayed the name of Jesus Christ. Ah. Because they are just six months old in the Lord and in this church. Some people will, because the blind saw in their meeting, they will make a monstrous name out of it. In CFT, six months old Christians are causing the blind to see. That tells you that it's the power of the Holy Spirit. It is no man's power. But you have, to, you have to adapt your mind to the mind of Christ, to the height of functioning. I would together now. So when the Holy Spirit prays through you, He prays through you in line with the Word of God, the will of God. The will of God, that's the last one. Because the Spirit intercedes for the saints in accordance with the will of God. So remember I told you yesterday, if you start praying and that prayer is not in line with the Word of God, Holy Ghost cannot help you. You are the one shouting. Like all the prayer books that they have written, I feel like burning all of them in this world. Because all those prayer books, most of them are just useless. They came from a mind of people who came from occultism, or who, who learned a little bit about occultism, and they are now bringing occultic prices to the church. Because when a Christian is praying for another man to die, certainly the whoever wrote that book is of the devil, and the devil put that prayer in his heart, because Jesus said the thief has come to kill, to steal, and destroy, John 10.10, 10, but the Son of Man has come that it, you may have life and have it abundantly. Anybody who cannot... Or have the mind that others who have life, regardless of what they have done, that person certainly is not under the influence of the Holy Spirit. He is under the influence of Satan. But Jesus said it. Spend all your lifetime praying against the enemies when you should seek in relationship with God. 
That's why the enemy becomes stronger. And it was only your leg you took. Then you took your body. Are we together now? Pray in line with the word of God. Prayer cannot be a tool to pray against another man. Are we together now? You can dispossess man who are possessed of the spirit of hell by prayer. Because prayer is spiritual and is meant to deal with the spiritual. It is never meant to kill. That is what witch doctors did or do or does. And those who are witch doctors because the spirit inside them is John 10, 10. Satan has come to kill, steal and destroy. His, his priests are always seeking to kill somebody. They are always seeking to destroy somebody. And they are always seeking to steal from somebody. Therefore, if you want Holy Spirit to help you pray, present the word of life before your prayer. And then pray. In line with the word of God. But you'll be short of words and then Holy Spirit will put words in you. Let me say this to you also. I want to say this. And I believe it is true before the Lord. When a man is not in line with the word of God, alright, and is in line with the wish of Satan, demons will pray through their lips. I have met a man before who said to me that, you know, when I was teaching them that, look, all this prayer fall down and die, they are from the devil. He said, but I prayed that my mother-in-law died. Yes, he told me that. A pastor. He said, because she's the one behind my, my wife's de- demise. And Anna said that, has that problem of your wife been solved? He said, no. I said, no, his death should have brought, her death should have brought solution. I said, let me say this to you. It is not your prayer that killed the woman. And if it is your prayer, you are a murderer. It must be that Satan answered that prayer, and you will never enter heaven for that. I told him. I said, write what I tell you down when we meet. If we ever meet, after you, have, you are dead, you, the blood of that person is on your neck. If it is your prayer that killed that person, okay? And I showed him the basic principle. Jesus himself used his mouth to say, John 10, 10, thief, the thief, which is Satan, has come to kill, to steal, to destroy. Any prayer to destroy a man that God has created cannot come from Jesus, who said it is the thief, which is the devil, that destroys and that kills. Therefore, if anybody claims to be a saint of God and you pray for death of a man, and that man dies, you prayed not to God, you prayed to Lucifer, and Lucifer sent his demons to do his job, as Jesus said in the book of John 10, 10. And the blood of that person will not stop crying over that so-called saint. The gate of heaven will be shut against him forever. Because it's written, thou shalt not kill. If Christianity is a place of vengeance, then we should remain in Ifa now. And serve Satan. My father, when he was a devil worshiper, there is no mercy. If you come to him that he should hurt somebody, he will say to you that what offense has he committed? If you say he hasn't committed an offense, he will say, go provoke him to anger and let him just do something against you. And they will go and they will provoke that person to anger and the person will probably push them or slap. Push is enough. Or slap them. He will say he pushed, he come back. 
Come back and say that, I have provoked him to answer, he pushed me, or he insulted me, he abused me. Say, that's enough. Because everything you do is recorded in, this, in the physical, this uh, first heaven. Anybody can code it and get information. If you do righteous act too, it's coded here. That's why when they take you to wicked people, uh, saints of God, and they code your name, they will say, no, 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 that's a righteous man. You can't touch him. Which doctor will tell the person who took your matter there? And then, some of those people who did those bad, they killed them. Which doctor just send a demon to go and terminate them? Because they are contravening the spiritual law. So if we doctor take revenge from prayers of people to kill other people, and now, can you tell me that a man of God will do the same thing? No, he's not a man of God, he's a witch doctor. He only changed his cap. He is a witch doctor. The spirit that kills is Satan, not God. God don't kill people. He don't. He take him. So therefore, listen to me. Let the love of God fill your heart. Holy Spirit is the pipe that brings love. Love humanity. The Bible says when Jesus saw the crowd, he had what? Compassion on them. Don't judge the crowd and wish them hailstones. How do you get in there? Have compassion on the man that Satan has abused. Pray for, his, for mercy from God and for his deliverance and healing and restoration. Separate the man from the devil. Alright? Take the devil out of a wicked man. He'll be the best man you've ever known. But with the devil in a man, he'll be so disgusting. I will hear that now. Prayer. Let me stop on prayer now. Let me talk to you about the power of God. I love the Holy Spirit so much. I was telling you the last time that I was going to tell you a testimony in Togo. Before I tell you the testimony of Togo, the Holy Spirit is the power of God. <laughs> so, every one of you that is born again, imagine. The Holy Spirit is in you. You have seen that spoken in the Bible. And if you have been having that before, now you are sure. Eh? Come on now again. Hey, amen. Look at the mouth of the person and say amen. 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 Say the Holy Spirit is in me. Say I'm a powerhouse of the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus said he will be with you. And he shall be in you. He will be with you. And it shall be in you. He didn't say it will be with the apostle and it shall be in the apostle. Now he didn't say it shall be with you, but be in the apostle. He says the Holy Spirit will be with you, Jehovah Sabbath, and it will be in you. I love it. From the day you accept Jesus Christ, he takes sin from you and he enters into you. Hallelujah. Not by works, but by grace. <laughs> okay? Now let us see the manifestation of power. In the book of Romans chapter 15, verse 17 to 18. No wonder it says, Therefore, I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to who? Shall we read that scripture together? I want to go. Mm-hmm. 
Come on now. We want to start talking now. You know, Paul, the Bible says that, you know, Paul always says that, I do, I do, not, I do not have anything to boast for, but I can boast in the power of his resurrection. Listen to me. Your boasting must be in the service to God. That you serve the living God. Holy Spirit loves you so much. Something has been dragging me to this area. (laughs) It's the Holy Spirit. I think something is going to blow in this place, man. You are God's powerhouse. He says, therefore I glory in Christ Jesus in my service to God. The next verse, shall we read together? Come on now. Look, Paul is saying, he is a lawyer. He's a world-renowned lawyer. Paul, in argument, he confused the chief justice. Very intelligent man. And yet he said, I have nothing to boast of, but two things. What I said about Jesus and what I have done. By the Holy Spirit. What I said by the Holy Spirit. And what I have done by the Holy Spirit. In my service unto God. Testimonies. It says I will not venture to speak of anything. Except what Christ has accomplished through me. In leading the Gentiles to obey God. No man can change the heart of another man. By what I have said and done. Look at the next verse 19. By what? The power of signs and winnacles through the power. Yay, I love it. What I said and what I did by the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, to preach the word must be by the Holy Spirit. To walk in miracles, signs, and wonders, it is the power of signs and wonders that came through the Holy Spirit. The signs and wonders is the manifestation of the power of the Holy Spirit in man. And then a natural man will operate in the power of the Holy Spirit. Healing will take place. Signs and wonders will take place. Listen to me. I said the Holy Spirit lives inside you. But when he wants to work miracle in you, he will come out of you and then rest upon. Hallelujah. When it rests upon you, things change. Things change. But every one of us who carry Holy Ghost inside us, which is born again, can operate in the power. Signs and wonders is free for you. Now, someone don't tell me that you have gifts. Put gifts aside now. You can have gifts, which is grace. Then you can operate gifts by faith. There are two ways to give. 
You can have gifts because God had given you the gift of miraculous signs and wonders, the gift of healing he has given to you, the gift of faith he has given to you. But somebody who did not have the gift of faith by the Holy Spirit, faith comes by what? By hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. He will catapult him to the same gift of faith and he will operate in the same faith. Are you with me now? I'm saying this so that none of us will have excuse. And say, I don't have that gift. Operate it if you don't have it. By faith in the name. If you look at the man at the beautiful gate that was healed in chapter 3 of Acts. Why the people were confused. Peter went to them and says that. What are you people celebrating for? Don't you think it is by our own power that we have made this man work? Hello? It says we have made him work by faith in the name of Jesus. This man you now see working. What? We still don't know how it happened. We only believe in the name of Jesus Christ. Who tells you that you cannot operate in the gift of healing? You can't operate in the gift of healing. Everyone born again can heal the sick. Everyone born again can cast out devils. It does not matter how big they are. You cannot pray in signs and wonders. But it is by being conscious of that power inside you. Many times you see people that you should operate the power. And you feel compassion. And only God doesn't work by compassion. He works by somebody asking him that there is a job to do here, Holy Spirit. Now I'm going to, I'm going to begin it. Be healed in the name of Jesus. The Holy Spirit will say yes. And he will make him healed. But when you are saying that, I wish, Lord, that you heal this person. No, he said you will lay hands on that person for God to now do his job. You who should lay hands. Some of you sometimes, too, Holy Spirit will tell you, lay your hands on that person. Pray for that person. And you, you will think twice. Because you, if it was somebody who you couldn't see any deformity, you can go and say that. In the name of Jesus. But when you see somebody that is very bent like that. Eh? <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, you soon say that, uh, am I hearing God? No, I'm not. You walk past, and after you have walked past, I wish I can pray for that person. God, give me the kind of function upon Apostle Williams. I wish I can pray. I can, I can. And the opportunity will go. When opportunity goes, and God is saying that, you see, I will have made that person walk. I need to fast. <laughs> I need to pray more. I need to read Bible more. <laughs> Whereas, it is faith you need. If it is fasting, you need to fast. Fast now. If it is book, Bible you need to do. Start reading it now. When you go to that street, there's no time to go and read Bible and come back. Command in the name of Jesus Christ. That's it just says Paul said. His words and deeds come by the power of, and the, of the sign and miracles through the power of the Spirit. So that Jerusalem, uh, so from Jerusalem all the way around to Illyricum, I have fully proclaimed the gospel. You know, I love this man Paul. We won't stop that scripture there. Let me read the next verse of that scripture. Look at what Paul said here. All pastors, listen to me. And those of you that God is calling in the future. Someone says to me that God is calling me to be a pastor. You know what Paul said? 
It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where? Let's read it together from beginning. Listen, do you know how branches of churches should spring up? If I will set up a branch somewhere, no member of the main church must go, except the minister I'm sending there. I did not tell you that. Because I didn't start by somebody giving me members to go and pioneer a church. It doesn't work like that. You, if God has sent you, you must go to a place where God will be glorified. Nobody is there. Only you and your ear. If you have wife, you and your wife. You do the work there and God will bring the result. Expecting that, oh, let us as this, let us start from here. No. Look at what Paul said. It has always been my ambition to preach the gospel where Jesus Christ had not been known. So that I will not be building on someone else's foundation. When Paul was called in Acts chapter 13, he went from city, when we went to Greece, they took us to Corinth, where Paul stepped his feet. They built a monument in that spot still today. Okay? They took us to Athens, where Paul stepped his feet to be. They built a monument there. When the Lord called me, I was grown and baked in Christ Apostolic Church. They have church here. I didn't go to them. I went to New Testament church to go and join them. Until the Lord in an open vision revealed to me the building of the Baptist church. I saw that building in an open vision and the name and the streets. Listen to me. It's not by gifts. It's by relationship. The Holy Spirit will guide you into all. It's your condition of mind, how you hold God, how you, how you approach God. That's how God approaches you. I remember on that day, I've told them in the, in the, in the um, New Testament church, I'm bringing my wife, okay, and my baby too. They were expecting to celebrate us. We knelt down to pray. And the Holy Spirit showed me another place. And he said, that is where you worship me today. Can you imagine? They are waiting for me in the other church. My thoughts does not, it, it doesn't occur in my brain that, will they not call me a liar? How would they call me a liar? If they call me a liar, it's their business. Holy Ghost revealed to me. And we went. I told mommy that day that this is what I have seen. She said, ah, but they are waiting for us in the, in the church, in the other church. I said, yes, they are waiting for me. But I'm not going there. She said, what about if you don't find the place? I said, there's no what about in vision. God does not give you prophecy that you make a mistake. You know, when you see a person say that, ah, you know, I was told by a minister who said, ah, you know, I, they said that he said some things that God said that it didn't come to pass. He said if somebody have 88% in exam, they did not pass. I said they should have told him straight away that you are of the devil. Because the God of Christians don't give 88% truth. If I was there, I would tell him straight away. I know today who is living in you. He said, I did not send them here, they run with the message. 
When my wife told me that what about if we don't find it, I told my wife that it's impossible. The vision of heaven don't lie. We went out, we found the street, and I said, that is the bridge I saw. After that bridge, there must be a church there. I was more sure that what I saw was more real than me. It's more real that I am existing. We got there, we found the church. What about how this church started? We were having a midweek service. And the Holy Spirit showed me, at the end of the service, a church called All Saints Church, and said, this Sunday, this is Wednesday, he said, tell your people to meet you in this building, this Sunday at 2 p.m. Another man's building. That is God for you. When we talk about God, we talk with evidence. We don't crank. God is not a joker. Like some people today have been bringing jokers on the pulpit. What do they call them, Papa? Comedians. Thank you, Jerry. Every minister who did that is in the judgment of hell. Whoever they may be, whatever their name may be. They brought idols to the temple of God, to the altar of the Most High. And people will do that when Holy Spirit is no more speaking, but their brain has been speaking. Holy Spirit does not need a helper to come and help him excite his church. Jesus says, I will build my church. You will never see a comedian do his comedy and call you to come and preach. Even if they do that, you cannot replicate it or reciprocate it. Listen to me. God said, tell them to meet you. And I told everybody, do you know this place? They said, yes. Those who know it said, yes. Those who don't know it, tell those who know it. Those who don't know it, they told them. This Sunday, they met me on Sunday on that place and CHT started that day, 4th of March, 1990. By vision, by vision, till today it has not stopped. Listen to me. Listen to me. What am I telling you? The same spirit that lives in me, called the Holy Spirit, lives in you also. He lives in you. Give him the chance. That's what I'm telling you. I made up my mind. If my life is not like the Bible, I should be dead. What am I living for? What am I living for? The scripture says, Paul said, I go to where people don't go. That's why we went to Kologo. No man goes there. No gospel has been preached in Klologo. We went to Avoga. You don't know what they call Avoga. It's the name of a town. We went to Kandevi. We went to Podo. We went to Jengato. Have you heard that in the, <laughs> in the map before? <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Then we got to Klologo, where God healed a madman of 40 years. Are you with me now? Paul said, I go to where? Don't tell me that Paul is an apostle. You too, you are an apostle. If you say he's an apostle. This is a, a role model to follow. Bible No wonder Holy Ghost manifests power in him. Huh? He takes the gospel, he runs with it. He preaches to everybody along his path. Tell them who Jesus is. He's not looking for miracle. He's not telling them that God will do it for you. Say amen, amen. You will build houses, seven houses. Say amen, amen. You will buy 20 cars. Say amen, amen. And then after you have told you, you will build so The Holy Ghost is telling me that everybody should sow a seed of 10,000, 10,000, 1,000 pounds, 5,000, and begin to collect your money. It's you who said you will build. 
and he's the one collecting the money. I mean, you, you watch that. I, I mean, who will give you money to go and build what he said he would build? He said you will build 10 houses. And the little money you should use to even buy land, he is collecting it from you. <laughs> and telling you that you sow that seed into the man of God, the man of the devil. I, I don't know why Christians are so fooled. Couldn't they ask those people that, where did Jesus do that? Sir, if you are a servant of Jesus Christ. Common sense is uncommon among Christians. The church of God on earth today, they are the most foolish in generality. Too gullible. Unbelievers should lie. If the imam lie in, in the mosque, the people in the mosque will tell him that you are a liar. Haram. A pastor lie on the pulpit. The people of the church will say, Amen. Preach on. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> there is an evil I have seen under heaven. An error that proceeded from a prince. Listen to me. Holy Ghost is the power of God. I have just 10 minutes in that area. Are you getting information? Now let me run you through this. The power of the Holy Spirit is needed to spread the gospel. Write it down. Luke 4, 14. Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit and the news about him spread throughout the whole countryside. Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit and the news of him spread. When we return in power, I tell you, news shall spread. Hello? Can I say something to you? You know Jesus returned in power after 40 days of fasting. Yes? Yes? If you are not careful, you will think that if you want power too, you must go and fast for 40 days and 40 nights. Yes? Let me tell you. Moses fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Elijah, I mean Joshua did not. Are we? Why were Moses? Because he was the savior of his time. Joshua took mantle from him. Moses paid the price. Joshua operated. It was Joshua who commanded the son to stand still, not Moses. Joshua also parted River Jordan, like Moses. Elijah fasted 40 days and 40 nights. Elisha did not. It was recorded that Elijah performed seven miracles, recorded. But Elisha performed 14. The 14th one was his dead body. After he died, and they were carrying a dead body to go and bury. And soldiers who were coming and saying, they just said, let us put these cubs in this uh, grave. Not knowing that it was the grave of Elijah. After several years he died. As they threw the cubs in the grave, the bone of Elijah touched the cubs, and the cubs received life from the dead bone of Elisha. And he ran after those who were burying them. Can you imagine what happened? <laughs> he ran. When they looked back, they saw <laughs> their body running. They took more on their heels. Both of them now ran into the city. People who have just conducted the funeral and maybe they were eating after the dead body had been buried. <laughs> they, they saw the 
uh, you know, undertakers running, and behind them was the cops running too. You know what we happened in the city that day? Odibolo Yami. Everybody. <laughs> The dead bone of Elisha raised the dead. But he did not fast 40 days. Jesus fasted 40 days. You will never read that any of the apostles did it. So where do we see that today in Christendom? With all those things, nothing happened. We're only being religious. We're not truthful. What did Jesus say for power for Christians? Acts 1.8 You will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon It's not after you have fasted. I know people in my generation who fasted 40 days and said they want to receive the same power. They died and they were buried. Jesus would tell them that, why did you come? Ah, I was fasting like you. And he would say to them, show me in the Bible where I said you should do what I did. In fasting. You receive Holy Ghost by faith, not by fasting. If fasting will make your faith jumpstart, then it's your business. Others don't have to. Others have built themselves that when God says something, they believe it. If you have to fast to get the belief, then go on hunger strike so that you can believe. But know that it's not your fast, it's your faith. Though your fast helps you to the faith. God doesn't need your fast. Isaiah 58, he needs your purity. All right? Are we together? A believer will fast to purify himself, not to seek God for what he had promised. For what God had promised, he needs you to believe. That's all. Blessed is those who believe. They will see the performance. Are we here? Do you know that this principle of some people believe that they have to fast before they can get the power? It is the greatest deterrent for Christians not to operate the power. Because, you know, they just feel that. I have met people who have said to me, the apostles tell us, how did you come to this place with God? And they expected me to talk about how I went to the mountain and fasted for 40 days and 40 nights. How I fasted 21 days sometimes and I fasted 7 days sometimes in my life since I was born. I've never done 7 days fasting, you know, listening attentively. When I was trained, biribiri, they call it three days, no food, no water. We will pray. You know the prayer we pray? From 9 a.m., our, our mentor will wake us up. All of us will get up. We are all camping. Like we have prophetic voice ministers. What do we pray? What do we pray? You know what I'm saying? Holy Spirit, come down. Lord, manifest yourself. Holy Spirit, come down. Lord, manifest yourself. That's how we sing. We sing, we sing. Wah, 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 wah. Then they will tell us, it's all the Holy Spirit. They will tell us that you have to get the Holy Spirit. You have to get the ho- Then there's another song we sing. But I got all around the bit of job and I fold you so no I got a no I got a whole 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 
Say, that fire, oh Lord. Say, now the power, oh Lord. Say, now the fire, oh Lord. And baptize us. Send down that power, oh Lord. You know, we have not been eating for two days. <laughs> At the beginning, we are strong and we are praying. By the time we reach evening, we are going on, we are praying. By the second day, send send And our leader will say, Pray, pray, pray. Send God. Hallelujah, somebody. And God was looking at me. But you know, you know something about me that I can pray for hours non, non-stop and non-tired. That's why I got my stamina. Because when there's no food or water and they are drilling you like that, the whole of your body will climatize to military training. Holy Spirit, come down. Holy Spirit, we can pray that for three hours. No food, no water. And after we have done all the prayer, one day we were in the crusade place. And the Baba Badari was still coming. So we were flexing our muscles that we can do anything that our father does because we are fasted. That is what gave us faith. The word of God, we don't know much. So they just brought a madman for us. And the people who brought the madman said, Ah, you are Fadra Jagun, you uh, light of the world, prayer warrior. Please pray for this, my son. We surrounded him instantly. We are power drunk because we have fasted three days. So we believe that we have been fully charged. And we close our eyes. The one that I say, I command you, you say, I command you, come out, I bind you, come out. When you tell a demon, someone says, come out, the other one said, I bind you. Which one do you want him to do? Which one do you want to do? He wants to come out, somebody bind him, he's standing here. Someone said, I rebuke you, he went down. Say, come out, he wants to run, I bind you, he bind again. Hallelujah, somebody. Where we didn't know, no knowledge of the word. All we were taught is that, you know, prayer, fasting, prayer, fasting. It did something good. At least it disciplined our muscles. And as we were praying, the, then the owner of the madman came. He said, where is my son? We opened our eyes. The guy had fled. Our senior said... They gave you a madman and you allow him to run away. Go and bring him. And we ran, all of us, we ran, spread out. The madman did like this. When we almost got near him, he took off. The guy was flying in the air. We could not reach him. We ran. You know, we just fasted three days, no energy. The guy just ran away. (laughs) So, our leader said, all of you come. Another three days. <laughs> you don't have, you don't know how to command a madman to come back. <laughs> eh? You stand where you are and you bind him and you command him and he will start coming back. You haven't reached the stage yet. Hallelujah. But you know what we lack that time? It's not, more, it's not fasting, the knowledge of the word. That's what we didn't have. We have power, we don't have knowledge. Hello. But when I grew a bit older 
And the Lord Jesus wanted to start compensating me for all the very, very, <laughs> the night, um, food, no water, no drink. Pray, 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 pray until you almost drop there that you keep on praying. Ah, the Lord sustained us in ignorance. He overlooked. <laughs> so the Lord now, the Holy Spirit now made me to start questioning how Jesus looks like. I really wanted to see him. And a great love for God sprang up in me. And I started praying. And I never fasted. It was my first time I recognized that it is your heart, not your fast. I lost the love for everything under heaven except to see him. And he appeared to me. And from that time... All the time that the Lord Jesus has appeared to me or I've been taken to heaven, I did not fast. I, I just get to my bed and say, Lord, it's quite a while I've seen you. That night he visits me. Listen to me. What does God demand from you? Is this. When we walk with the Lord in the light of his word. What a glory he sheds on our way when we do his good will, he'll abide with us in and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey for there's no other way. To be happy in Jesus, but to trust. Do you know something? There is a song we used to sing. I don't know. I wish I know the English song. You know that song says, Jesus, I love I will give my heart to you. He says, I am guilty. I am done for. I'm a wretch. But you can save. When, thy, when your spirit, that song says, when your spirit leads, how great it is. That I will just patiently learn at your feet. He says this, Jesus, me, your feet. Oh, come me for Mo jebi mo be shu bawo legbani la ye ati You know, one of the verses says, When thy spirit leads man, how great it is. What you need with the Lord, first and foremost, is relationship. His relationship. So that he can trust you. 
If you make mistake, he knows that you made mistake. But you cannot plot evil. I mean, it's not possible. You can't join hands with people who plot evil. It's impossible. Listen to me. You will return in the power of God. Number three, you will manifest the power of God. He went down, Luke 6, 17, verse 19. He went down with them and stood on a level place. A large crowd of his disciples was there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem and from the coast of Tyre and Sidon, who have come to hear him, verse 18, and to be healed of their diseases. People will come to hear you in this season. They will come to be healed of their diseases. That is the power of the Holy Spirit. Listen to verse 14, verse uh, 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 19. Shall we read it together? Read it again. Look at the book of Acts very quickly. Chapter 5, verse 12 to 16. That's, we read about Jesus, but let us read about the apostles now. Verse 12 says, The apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders among the people, and all the believers used to meet together in Solomon's colony. No one else dared to join them, even though they were highly regarded by the people. Nevertheless, more and more men and women believed in the Lord and were added to their number. As a result, people brought the sick into the streets and laid them on the bed and mat, so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on them, on some of them, as he, had, as he passed by. Crowd gathered also from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing their sick and those tormented by evil spirit, and all of them were what healed. 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 So those who have demons, they only need healing. That's what they need. They need healing. Is it not what it says here? Those tormented by the evil spirit. He didn't say all of them were delivered. He said they were healed. Listen to me. That word I read in that place will happen to you. I say that it will happen to you. They brought sick people. The shadow of Peter healed the sick because the people were too many for him to lay hands on them. I have seen it. I saw you preaching the word of God in this church. I saw amputated hand, brand new hand was growing. I saw cameramen came all over and they were watching. And some of them collapsed by the manifestation that God was doing through you. Listen to me. I can't hear somebody respond to me. It is by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is what God raised this church for. Let me give you one more. Look at the book of Acts. Chapter 8. Because this is Peter I read to you. Acts chapter 8 verse 4. 
To verse 8. Those who have been scattered preached the word wherever they went. Philip went down to a city of Samaria and proclaimed the Christ there. When the crowd heard Philip and saw miraculous signs he did, they all paid close attention to what he said. The, the world of today will never pay attention to the church of God except they see miraculous signs and wonders by all believers. Philip was an ordinary deacon in the church. The office of deacon is, or deaconess is not spiritual office. It is at the office of administrators. People who clean the church, who share food, who help people. Members, ordinary members, that is the work deacon and deaconess is it. Deacon and deaconess are not spiritual office. Of course, the Bible says that those who should be appointed, they should be full of wisdom and of the Holy Spirit. It's not what to put a young Christian into. But the Bible says, this man was running for his life after persecution, and he was preaching the gospel. When the crowd heard Philip and saw miraculous signs he did, they didn't hear the apostles. Now they heard a member of the church. Your voice will be heard in the nations. I say your voice will be heard in the nation. I say your voice will be heard in the nation. I love the testimonies I'm hearing from India. That man, one of our members in India, who was converted from Sikhism, a military man, he went to a wedding ceremony. And I, 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 I mean, I brought him in online when I came, went on this trip to India. And he went to a very ceremony. And when he was there, he was sitting down calmly, you know, not recognize anything. And then a madman, wild madman, busted into the, into the ceremony. And people scattered. So two men who are pastors jumped up and said, we rebuke you in the name of Jesus. And the madman did like that. They said, and he said, you, I know who you are. You, I know who you are. I can deal with both of you now. <laughs> and he told them, I know what you do. I know what you do. So he decided to charge on them. They fled. And our member stood between that man and the ministers. And the moment he stood, the demon looked at him. And he bowed his head. He said, you are a true man of God. Please don't cast me out. And our member said to him, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. He said, please don't cast me out. And he said, I give you two minutes. And two minutes gone, he said, I rebuke you. Come out in the name of Jesus. The power of God picked that madman, separated the demons from the man. Hit him on the floor, the, the demons were gone. When he, the man was there like a dead man, we shriek. He brought that man out up, totally healed. The news spread around. He said, it was a sick. The news spread around the whole place. And people started trooping into the church. What about our member, a lady in, uh, in uh, the Himalayas? One of our members in Himalayas Mountain. She started the church after hearing the gospel. In her father's compound. And the Hindus decided, men, decided to come and beat her. They all carried, you know, these sticks, rods. And they surrounded that compound. And as they were hitting the door, the young woman decided to leave. He said to the church, wait, I'm coming. And he opened the door to face them. The moment she opened the door, the men fled. And she was running after them. And they were running. She was running after a young girl. And these people are men hefty. Who did they see? Holy Spirit. 
They all ran away. Then shortly after that, they brought a demon possessed to her, a priestess. She also was a Hindu, now converted. They brought a priestess to her, fully possessed. She rebuked that spirit, and the spirit started manifesting. But the, spirit, the spirits inside that woman were many. They were making loud noise, so loud that people had about three miles away. And they began to trace where is this noise coming from, because they know that they are demonic noises. And the spirit left that woman. The woman was on the floor like a corpse. Everyone in the village, those who came, ran away and told others, before you know it, all of them were killed. Because you know that in India, when somebody performs miracle, is a guru. And the people who came from the third, three miles away, they started coming. They started meeting them. One mile away, two miles away, three miles away. The church exploded. It will happen to you too. I say it will happen to you too. This is Christ's faith tabernacle. It was not only the apostles that operated the power. Members operated the power. Dickies operated the power. There is no fence to be sat upon. You don't need to be appointed or ordained for anything. You already been ordained by the Lord Jesus. By the Holy Spirit of God. Listen to me. If you read also about Peter, we looked at that initially when we read from the book of Acts 19. Listen to me. The Bible says God did extraordinary miracle that aprons were taken out of him and was healing the sick. Now let me say this here. I want to tell you the testimony of Krologu and then we will pray. What I'm saying this to you is this. Acts chapter 10, 38. How God anointed Alfred. Look, look, put it there. Let us read it. Shall we read it together? How God anointed Alfred Williams with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the powers of the devil because what God was with him. Say it again. How God anointed Alfred of London, he went with the Holy Spirit and power and how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil because God was with him. Let me tell you this. The revival that revealed my calling, this is how it came about. I was in my house in London. I would pray usually at every hour of prayer. It's so easy and simple. And then one day, the Lord visited me. And he took me out of my body and took me to Nigeria. The church where I was conceived and I was born. And when we got there, I saw, it's a cathedral, I saw on the, on the outside entrance, the angel of the church of that, of the, of that church sitting outside. And the, the, the Holy Spirit brought me to the entrance, and in the entrance was a man, tall and dark, carrying a box in his hand, which was said to be the box of covenant for witchcraft initiation. Behind him into the church was darkness that you can touch. When darkness becomes solid, 
And the angel took me up again. And he took me be- between heaven of God and this earth beneath. And I heard the voice of the Father singing. Darkness covers the land of the hidden. Arise, O morning star. Arise and never set. In my language it says, O kumbo Ni leke feri di dera wara di de mashe The angel was singing that song there on that the peak of the church, but in a mournful manner. How long, oh God, shall we wait? Darkness covers the land of the hidden. Arise, O morning star. Arise and never set again. And while I was looking at the angel, I heard the voice of the Father said, Revelations 2, 4. Revelations 2, 4. Revelations 2, 4. And he said, go and tell them, I am sending you. And the angel picked me out of that place and brought me back to England. Put me back in my body. Come on now. Look, when you leave this meeting, let your attitude towards God change completely. Are you with me now? This was 1977. How many years this year? 40 years ago. So you know how old I am now. Some of you are older than that age. If you seek God, you will find Him. If you seek God, you will find Him. If you seek God... No, that was uh, uh, 1997, I mean. 87. 87. That's 30 years. 87. It's here. I was pastoring Baptist Church then. Listen to me. When the senior pastor came from Nigeria, Professor Emebore... I told him that the Lord gave me a revelation. Can you go and deliver the message? He said to me, tell me the revelation. I told him the revelation. Professor Maybore said to me that God saw me. He didn't show me. He said, he showed you. You will go and use your mouth to deliver the message. He said, but brother... I tell you what you saw, we know it. But none of us can confront it. He said, we live among them. We know what you are saying. I'm saying this because, you know, sometimes when we talk about the power of God, many of you always attribute it to the pulpit or to the ordained. No, it is time for every one of you to manifest. God is in you. Do you know, I kept quiet... Because when God gives a vision, you must allow God to bring it to pass. How did God bring the vision to pass? My wife worked with Nigeria Airways. She was in a plane. And she carried my spiritual father, Prophet Obadari, who was blind man. And the blind man said, that woman standing there, call her for me. How can a blind man see a woman standing but by the Spirit of God. And when my wife went to him, he said, Your husband is a minister of God. When I talk of prophet, those are prophets. <laughs> Hallelujah. 
A man who will speak in his room and the president of the nation will be shaken. The day he told one of our president that, tell him I'm coming to see him. He canceled a meeting with members of UN to see this man of God. When he finished delivering the message, he put money together. I won't tell you how much. He gave it to my, 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 my spiritual father. My spiritual father said, take that money back to him and tell him that the Lord told me it is his soul he needs, not his money. Over $10,000 in those days. I will call that a man of God that I follow. And that is my own life too. Like father. Listen to me. When my wife got to him, he said, God wants to use your husband. But she didn't know I was on my way to Nigeria. I got to Nigeria after. I said, please tell him to come and see me. God wants to use him in my ministry. And mommy said, it's your son. He said, ah, then that is finished. I went in to Nigeria the following week out of persecution from the Baptist. They kicked me out. You know, I told you on Wednesday that when God say you move, you don't move. He will make them persecute you and throw you out of the place. By fire, by force, you will get out. So when they persecute you and they are telling you to leave, don't waste time. Move on. It is God behind, not the devil. Sometimes you are so comfortable. And so I moved. When I got to Nigeria, mommy said to me, I met your spiritual father. This is, the, this is what happened. I said, I'm not going to see anybody unless God speaks to me. This is a man, people, when he stands for president, they are running there. People will feel privileged that he's calling you. But no, I was just treacherously dealt with by the people I served for, for four years. I have learned that I will not move except the Holy Spirit speaks. I went into prayer for seven days and fasting. That is, I break in the evening, not biribiriu. Biribiriu is not to eat or drink. I only did that for three days. On the seventh day, the Lord showed me, the Lord said to me, go and see him. For after fasting for those seven days, to hear only one word, go and see him. And I got to him. It was when I got to Baba, Baba said to me that, the Lord told me, that you, will, you are the one that will help me establish my church in London. That is London where they have thrown me out. Understand? Then I told him, Sir, I have been in London. I have pastored the church in London. And now I'm here. God did not tell me what you are saying. And my spiritual father said, What did you say? I said, God did not tell me. I didn't say you lie. If God is sending me, why should he tell you and not tell me? I say, heaven is not far. Give me five minutes. And my spiritual father said, oh. And he went into his room. He told me he went into his room and he knelt down. He said, he's telling, started telling God that, God, don't disgrace me. <laughs> this is the boy you said will walk with me. And he said he hasn't heard you. Okay? Because he taught us what... Our main spiritual father, Apostle Joseph Ibabalala, taught him 
that the truth will be established by the mouth of two or three witnesses. That if God is sending you, he will not send someone to come and tell you. When he called for Moses, he didn't send somebody. No me do man. When he called Elijah, he didn't send me do man. When he called Elisha, he didn't send. So if God is calling you, he will call you. He can send people to confirm it. Especially when you say you are, not, you are, you are trying to argue with God. And when my father went into the room, I said, Father, what is this one I'm hearing? And the Lord said, Hear the word of the Lord. And the Lord took me in an open vision and showed me my uh, Pastor uh, Badaris' work in Liberia. And told me that there will be war in Liberia six months from when I'm talking to you. And that will be a sign to you. Tell him to tell his pastor to leave Liberia immediately. And the Lord showed me his church in London, the dilemma and everything. And the Lord said that what I'm sending you is three and a half years before we begin. That is CFT. He said you can walk with him until the time is up. Holy Spirit is good. Let me tell you this. So five minutes my father came in and said that, uh, My son, what did the Lord tell you? I said, Dad, you have a pastor in library? I said, Yes. I said, hear what God has said. There will be war in Liberia. If your pastor is too late to leave, you'll be killed. <laughs> he called the secretary. He said, write the letter. And told the pastor, Molola, the moment you read this letter, don't go to your house to pick anything. Start running out of Liberia. <laughs> and he said, what about me? I said, the church you have in London, let me describe a man to you. And I described the man I saw. He said, I know him. And he mentioned his name. I said, that is the man that is hindering the work in that church. My spiritual father said, now I know the Lord has spoken to me. He said, all my life as a father, I have looked for a man who can challenge what I say God said. I found none. He said, now we are partners for the end time. He said, the whole of my work in Europe is in your hands. Whatever God tells you to do, don't call me. Because you hear God. I want to be able to say that about you. Do you understand me? Because you have the ability to do so. When God speaks to me, I want to tell me what God is telling me. I wasn't a prophet. And I told him, God told me, when I get to that church in London by six months, this is the number of members you will have. In nine months, this is the number of members you have. Count them, write it down. In one year, the church membership, you know, the number that comes to church is controlled by God. That's why I have no headache about those who come or those who don't come. He told me at the beginning, I will build my church. And the gates of hell will not prevail against it. My duty is, those who listen to me, they will hear the truth. If I call a midweek meeting, I don't look for those who don't come. If they didn't come, I didn't know they didn't come. Those who came, we go to heaven together. That's the operation. Because I know God determines those who come. He determines those who stay. Listen to me. Then my father gave me a letter to the headquarters of CSC. I took the letter to the headquarters. The general secretary of the whole council is my senior brother. He said, ah, we know you are a Baptist pastor. Now you have come. He said, we have wished that you would join us all these years. He said, okay, now you have come. He just took uh, paper, wrote letter of posting. 
and he posted me to my church where I was born. You remember the Lord has shown me vision about it two years before. And he said, I post you to the church where you were born. Because I was there when he was ordained as a chorister. And a prayer warrior. And they gave me a certificate of ordination of CAC. CAC is where I was conceived. CAC is where I was born. CAC is where I grew. When I took the letter to, my, to, to the council in CAC headquarters where I was born, my senior brother too was there, Pastor Toladigun. He said, ah, we thank God. Because all the years I will come as a pastor, I will sit in the congregation. Because I'm a pastor doesn't mean I will sit in the front. Because I'm a pastor to Baptist, not to CAC. I will sit in the congregation. But now, he now said to me, call the whole council of elders. He said, ah, we thank God. Our son, we all, all know that he had been a pastor of Baptist all these years. Now God had brought him among us. So he now said... Now you are the young pastor, the youngest pastor. This is where you were born. I was not born in hospital. I was born in the church. The room behind the altar is where I was born. That room was still there when God commissioned me in the same church. So he told me that now that you are here, next Sunday we want to hear what God had had for us for you to speak. Okay? Who is the one speaking? The God who appeared unto me and brought me to show me the dilemma. He said, so young pastor, you preach next Sunday. And then I called all the intercessors, those who were my fathers in 1967 in the act of intercession. They have been praying over that church for 20 years. No crusade survived in that church more than three days. Even my spiritual father, Pastor Badari, Prophet Badari, he did crusade in that place. The third day they finished the crusade, they drove him away. <laughs> Lady Evangelist did one day, they drove her away. In those days. The witches there drove her away. But you know, I'm telling you this because you need to understand that as it is in the scripture, so it is now. And I call all of them that I'm preaching in that church on Sunday. All of you come back home. And I sent to them the vision that I saw from heaven. And they came. They came. I said when I start preaching, surround the church. Nobody must move. Nobody goes to the toilet when I'm out the pulpit. If you want to toilet, toilet it there. I said today is business. And they came, they surrounded the building. They gave me a microphone to preach for three, 30 minutes. And I was speaking for three hours. By the time I finished the first message in one hour, I said, that is for the children. Now let me talk to the beasts here. And I also told them the vision of heaven. When I was speaking, at the beginning of the service, I was told to pray, and I said, Father, in the name of Jesus, the power of God hid the whole place, and people were praying in tongues, and the witch was praying in tongues. And the Holy Spirit told me, that is the one that was at the gate that I showed you. And I said to that witch, shut up in the name of Jesus, into the microphone. You know, he says he was talking to the microphone. With jingle bell, for you to stop speaking in tongues. If you don't listen to bell, I shut his mouth up, and his tongue came out of his mouth. And I said, you are a witch. And the senior pastor told me that that is the man who has been the senior prophet for 20 years. I said, he is a witch. I want to see him when we close.
When I gave altar call, the hall all was filled with people. Over 300 souls in one service gave their life to Christ. All those who have initiated in witchcraft, they were coming like this. They told me that they did not know when they left their seats. They only became conscious, finding themselves kneeling down in the altar crying. It will happen with you too. When God stretched his hand to save, he bent the knees of the stubborn. Listen, that is how the revival that revealed my calling started. God healed people. Dead was raised in that meeting. Cripple were running. Aprons, I prayed over upon they took it to Canon from Lagos and it was healing the sick. Jesus will walk through the meeting. You see witches screaming and demons flying out of them. That was the place where I received the sight to see both angels and evil spirits. And sometimes the spirit of man. I did not fast. Faith in the name. Faith in the name. This is the offspring that gave birth to this house. If I had stayed in Nigeria, this house would have been the largest church in Nigeria. Because all the largest churches now, apart from Pastor Kumu's church, no other church has started in proliferation. No other church, apart from Pastor Kumui. People came from over 1,000 miles, trooping in their thousands. The government had to block the road. People sat on the government road, like here, this road was, was blocked by people. Sitting down, we saw the hand of God. Somebody one day was going to a celestial church for ritual, and he saw the crowd, he stopped. And he took the sacrifice they told him to go and bring, and he sat down. And when I was ministering, the Lord said, somebody over there has epilepsy. I rebuke you, epileptic spirit. And the man got up and went, ah! Out of his mouth came lizard. Live lizard. The people around him ran. The man ran after the lizard and grabbed his ah! It came out of me. He killed it. We saw people who have tattoo marks. It vanished in physical sight. Let me say this to you. I am telling you about how Holy Spirit works by faith in His name. By faith in His name. Not by your strength that you may boast of it. It is by faith in the name of Jesus. But your condition of heart must change. Your condition of heart must change. Isaiah said, I, Isaiah, saw the Lord, the heavens opened. I saw the Lord seated on his throne and his voice said, Who shall I send or who shall go for us? Somebody has to say from his heart, Here am I, Lord, send me. Somebody has to say, Here am I, send me. The work you are doing is for the earth. But your calling is for godliness. Listen to me. You don't have to resign from your career to preach the gospel. Are we together? You can still have your career and preach. At least I'm going back to school and I'm in school. And I'm reading and I will not stop reading until I die. If Jesus doesn't come on time. I will keep on reading. Listen to me. Hold your career. Because people think that those who preach are stupid. No. You have to hold your career. Excel in your academics. Excel in your career and excel in God. Both together. Excel in your business and carry God along with it. Listen to me. The power of God in you. 
will manifest upon you when you have total confidence and faith in God. Never again should any one of you think the power belongs to somebody else. I tell you, I promise you, I will say this. That's the last testimony. I was in Togo with Pastor, Pastor Dabo. They brought a woman to my meeting. They carried her like a corpse. And they put her on a stretcher. And a voodoo priest followed her. And we didn't know that. Because the voodoo priest said they have donated her to Kweku and she must die. She, really, the voodoo priest said that she's a carcass. That they have taken every organ in the man, in the woman. And that that woman will die the second day. It was seven days. They brought her on the, fourth, uh, the sixth day. She was to die tomorrow. And when they told the voodoo man that there is a preacher in, in Lume. And the voodoo man said that I will follow this woman. Because she is already a sacrifice to, to Baal. I will follow her to that church. If the God of that church restore this woman, I will serve that God all my life. Because there is no God under heaven that can bring this woman back. We have divided her, he said. He said she is a walking carcass. And then I began to preach about Jesus. And then Jesus came into the meeting. And then the Holy Ghost went and slapped her where she was lying. And then I said, rise up in the name of Jesus. And the power of God rose everybody up. She got up. All right. And at this time, I called people out for prayer line. And I was laying hands on them and praying. And God was moving. And the woman started singing. The woman who was breathless in coma was brought back to life. Do you know what she was singing? She said, Kokwe, 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 Ere Didi, Asafoye, Luawele, Kokwe. The voodoo priest stood up and he was doing like this. He was doing like this. I said, What's the matter with you? He said, we have killed this woman and sacrificed her. She's a dead that is working. She said, that God that restore her will be my God. <laughs> Listen to me, therefore. What can God not do? Stand up on your feet. We are going to pray. We are going to pray. It's so easy and simple. The prayer you are going to pray today is so simple. Listen to me. Isaiah 11, isn't it? Verses 1 and 2. I told you to pray that yesterday. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The Spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The Spirit of counsel and of power. The Spirit of knowledge and the fear of God. He said, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon somebody. That person is me. I said, that person is me. 
You are going to lift up your voice and begin to pray. Father, let your spirit rest upon me. Come on, lift up your voice and begin to ask God. Let the Holy Spirit rest upon me. The spirit of power, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of wisdom and understanding. The spirit of insights. Let it rest upon me, O oh God. Let it rest upon me, O oh God. Mandalobosa. Let the spirit of wisdom rest upon me. Let the spirit of power rest upon me. Say the Lord, anoint me with your Holy Spirit. 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 Hey, let your spirit rest upon me, Lord. Mark me with your spirit, O oh God. The spirit of wisdom, the spirit of knowledge, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of power, power to heal the sick, power to cast out devils. Tell the Lord. Anoint me with your power, Lord. Jesus said you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And you will be my weaknesses, says the Lord. You will be my weaknesses, says the Lord. Anoint me with your spirit, O oh God. Holy Spirit of God. Holy Spirit of God. Anoint me with power. Anoint me with wisdom. Anoint me with counsel. Tell the Lord, tell the Lord, Holy Spirit of God, anoint me. Holy Spirit of God, anoint me. Anoint me with your power. Anoint me with your wisdom. Anoint me with your knowledge. Holy Ghost, anoint me. Holy Ghost, anoint me. Holy Ghost, anoint me. Holy Ghost, anoint me. Anoint me with the fear of God. Let it come upon every member of this house. Let it come upon every family in this house. Let it come upon every offspring of this house. Power, 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 power. Power of the Holy Ghost. Power of the Holy Ghost. Fire, 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 fire. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire, 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 fire. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Wherever we are, all the offspring of CFT, all over the world, receive power, receive fire, receive power, receive fire, receive power, receive fire, receive power. This is of wisdom. This is of knowledge. This is of counsel. The fear of God. Lord, we pray. Lord, we pray. He said the spirit of the Lord came upon Othoniel and he became Israel's judge. Tell the Lord, Holy Spirit, anoint me with skill. Anoint me in my career. Anoint me for my calling. Anoint me for my office. Anoint me for my position. Anoint me for my business. Tell the Lord. When the Spirit of the Lord came upon Othaniel, he became a judge. He became a judge. Tell the Lord, let your Holy Ghost come upon me. Take me to the highest place. Take me to the high position you have ordained for me. 
Continue to pray it. It says, I got anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with Holy Ghost and power. And he went about doing good. Tell the Lord, anoint me with the power to do good. Anoint me with the power to raise the dead. Holy Ghost, anoint me with the power to kill the blind. Anoint me with the power to preach the gospel. Anoint me with the power to succeed in spiritual things too. Tell the Lord, let my ministry be birthed. Let it be born, Lord. Let it be born, Lord. Let it be born by the anointing power of God. By the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Let my ministry be commissioned. Tell the Lord to open your eyes. Tell the Holy Spirit to open your eyes. Tell Jesus says he will guide you to all truth. Yay! Yay! Guide me, O Holy Spirit. Anoint me with the gift of discernment, the gift of tongues. Anoint me, Holy Ghost. Anoint me, Holy Ghost. Power to pray. Anoint me, Holy Ghost, and not faint. Ability to tarry before God. Tell the Holy Spirit, Holy Dove of God, rest upon me. Holy Dove of God, rest upon me. Redosa nobaliunda. Thank you, Father God. Lift up your voice and thank God for the Spirit. Thank God for the Spirit. anointed name we pray. I can't hear your amen. I can't hear your amen. You know I'm so happy with God. 
You are not defeatable. I said you cannot be defeated. Uh, there is no power that can overcome you. Because of the God in you. I want to pray a prayer. I will talk to you more details about this. You are the deliverer. God has sent. Wherever he has established you. Beginning from your family. To your friends. Look at these scriptures. You will put an end to tyranny. Tonight. If there is any spirit sent against your family. Or sent against your life. Or sent against your, your relatives or friends. I pronounce their doom. Look at what happened. The Bible says in the book of Judges 6 verse 6. Midian so impoverished Israel that they cried to the Lord. We know that if you look at from verse 1. It says again the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. And, this, and for seven years God gave them into the hands of the Midianites. But in verse 6 it says the Midianites so impoverished the Israelites that they cried to God for help. Alright, when the Israelites cried to God for help, he sent them a prophet. That the Spirit of the Lord came upon a prophet. And he said, this is what the Lord God of Israel says. I brought you out of Egypt and from out of the land of slavery. I snatched you from the powers of the Egyptians and from the hands of, the, of your oppressors. I drove them before you and gave, them your, gave you their land. I said to you, I am the Lord your God, who do not worship the gods of Amorites in whose land you live. But you have not listened to me. The angel of the Lord came and sat under the oak of Ophir and be, be, be long, that belonged to Josh, the Abazite, where his son Gideon was stretching wheat in a wine press to keep it from the Midianite. People were so impoverished by the devil to the place whereby they hide to do their food. Midianites will take it from them. He says, but when the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty warrior, and you are the Gideon of your age. Look at what God says. The Lord is with you. He calls you mighty warrior. See yourself like that. Don't give in to the devil. You can face any devil. It does not matter how many millions they are. Only you is enough for them. This is the confidence of Holy Spirit in you. He said, but sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has he this happened to us? Where are they, all his wonders that our father told us about? <laughs> when they said, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and put us into the land of Midian. The Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and save Israel. There is a strength inside you that will save your generation. Somebody say amen. You don't need another strength. There is a power God has put in you. That will bring an end to every insanity of the devil over your family, over your parents, over your children, over your marriage, over your business. The power is inside you. Look at what God says. Go in this strength of yours. Why am I not sending you? He said, the Lord turned to him and said, go in this strength of yours. 
that you have. And save Israel out of the hands of Midianite. Am I not sending you? Am I? Nobody should pray again and tell God, send me, send me. He has sent you already. Look at what he says here. Let's read verse 34 together. Then the Spirit of the Lord. What is happening? Shall we read it together? Came upon Alfred. The Spirit of the Lord came upon what? Gideon. And he blew the trumpet. That was the end of battle. He led the people into battle. When the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, enemies started to be afraid of him. When the enemies heard that Gideon was coming, they had been terrified already. Read that scripture when you get to you will see the whole story there. Then it says in the book of Judges 11, 29, concerning Jephthah. Then the Spirit of the Lord came upon Jephthah. He crossed Gilead and Manasseh, passed through Mizpah and Gilead. And from there he advanced to the Amorites. And then he overthrew the Amorites. Look at Judges chapter 13, verse 24 to 25. The woman gave birth to a boy and named him Samson. He grew and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to sear him up. He was a Mahanadan between Zohar and Saul. Then he says in Judges chapter 14 verse 6, The Spirit of the Lord came upon him in power so that he tore the lion apart with bare hands. And he, and he, and he, as he might have torn a young goat. But he told neither his father nor mother. I'm talking about the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you tonight. I tell you the Spirit of warrior will come upon you tonight. The Spirit of victory will come upon you tonight. And I can tell you more and more tomorrow we'll look at that. But tonight is what you want to pray. You want to put an end to the insanity of Satan in your family. You want to put an end to the insanity of Satan in your life. Alright? And you will say, Father, by the Spirit of the Lord upon me, and you begin to decree in the name of Jesus. Every power that the devil has sent to rise against you, you begin to command them to fall and bind them and cast them to hell. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. By the reason of the Spirit of the Lord upon me, I take authority over you, Satan. The Bible says God wants his concerning and Satan, not God's anointed. Seed that the devil has planted, begin to command them to be uprooted out of your body. Every spirit Satan has sent against you, I rebuke them, I banish them out of my life. Pray for your husband, your wives, your family, your parents, your children, any child of this house that the devil has sent a trap against. We decree by the power of the Most High. Destroy the bondages. Fire of the Holy Ghost, break the fetters. By the Spirit of God upon us. Whatever the devil has orchestrated in the life of any member of this house, we set them ablaze in the name of Jesus. We command the fire of God to destroy them. Every weapon of the devil be destroyed. Every chain be broken. Over our children, over our marriages, over our churches, 
people. We recover the solid ground in the name of Jesus. We command sanity to anyone that has been bound by Satan. We break the power of spell over all our members globally. We decree in the name of the Lord of us. By the reason of the anointing of God over us. Every, every hindrance will be taken away. Every limitation will be taken away. Yeah, the works of power be broken. Spell be destroyed. By the reason of the higher of God. Every sickness planted in our bodies will cause them to die. The Bible says every tree that my heavenly father did not plant shall be uprooted. It shall be pulled out from the roots. It shall be pulled out from the roots. It shall be pulled out from the roots. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Satan, the Lord rebuke you. By the power of the Holy Ghost. Every form of failure, we put an end to you in the name of Jesus. We put an end to you in the name of Jesus. We will plant a vineyard. I, I will eat from it. Let God arise on behalf of Christ with Tabernacle. Command every wall around your life to collapse. Every wall around your family to collapse. Every limitation of Satan. Over marriages, over women, over men, over children, over parents, we command them to collapse. According to the book of Zechariah, let the fire of God, Holy Spirit of God, surround us. Let the Holy Spirit of God surround our families. Let the Holy Spirit of God surround our fathers and mothers and wives and husbands and members of our family, our children, our grandchildren. Let everything the devil is building around us be destroyed by the fire of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, fight the battle for us. Holy Spirit, fight the battle for us. We command whatever the devil has done against us, we undo them by the blood of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Now begin to bless yourself. Begin to bless yourself. I am blessed in the city. I am blessed in the country. I am blessed when I'm in. I am blessed when I'm out. Begin to bless your parents. Begin to bless your brothers. Bless your sisters. Bless your wife. Bless your husband. Blessed are we who come in the name of the Lord. The blessings of God will pursue us. It shall overtake us. The glory of heaven will settle over us. Everything we lay our hands on shall succeed by the power of the Holy Ghost. The Lord will restore back unto us. The year the locusts have eaten. It is written, the Lord Almighty has sworn, surely as I plan it shall be, as I purpose it will stand. Everything working against God's plans in the life of members of this house, we defeat them by the word of God. We command that the purpose of God be fulfilled. We command that the word of God be manifest over our life. In whatever we do, we shall prosper. Everything that has been put to death, we can call them back. Our Jerusalem shall be have inhabited. Our desolation shall be filled. Our desert shall bring forth children. This is the first day of the month of September. Our lives shall be fruitful. Our lives shall be fruitful. In 
us. Abundance shall come upon us. Abundant prosperity in the fruit of our body, in the fruit of our mind. Abundant prosperity in our business, in what we lay hands on. It shall come to pass. Father, we bless you. Father, we bless you. Father, we bless you. Father, we bless you. Lift up your voice and give him praise. Lift up your voice, a sound of victory, a sound of victory in the house. Begin to give God a praise and honor and glory. Begin God, give God a praise and honor. Yeah, we exalt you. Lift up your voice and worship and thank him. Lift up your voice and thank him and thank him and thank him and thank him and thank him. Play for me, let me hear you. Put your legs together and let's worship him. 